Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet It's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne the building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always to be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you are listening and like i do every week i start the show off by thanking the listeners thank you guys for tuning in to the bar podcast your favorite podcast going into five years of podcasting and god has been really good and we're so excited and like i do every week i bring in awesome guests uh, this young man um, is actually in a whole nother continent. I'm excited. Uh, I think this, I, I don't know, this might be my first international interview. Uh, so that that's really cool. We have on none other than brother, bishop, pastor, uh, <laughs> Carl. How you doing today, man? How are you doing, Dwayne? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, brother, it's definitely, pleasure's all mine. Um, uh, it's funny, you know, I love social media so much. We were able to connect there, um, even did like a pre-screen call and found out we had so many things in common, man. So uh, I'm, a, I'm not going to uh, hesitate anymore on this. I'm going to let you jump in, introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of talk about some of the things you got going on. Cool, man. Thanks so much. So, yeah, like uh, you said, I am called Joshua. I am the pastor of Reformers Bible Church here in Durban, South Africa. It is a very large city on the east coast of South Africa. We're very busy, very vibrant beach life. Not that I spend much time <laughs> at the beach because um, I cannot get any darker uh, <laughs> as it is if you guys had to take a look at me. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm 26 years old and I am a pastor, which is a very rare thing to be this young, especially in this part of the world. Uh, but studied through various uh, theological and biblical institutes uh, to get to this position. And my journey is a very interesting one. Um, it started off uh, in the charismatic church. So for the first 17 years of my life, it was all very much charismatic in the Word of Faith church. And um, to be honest, I attended church merely as a sort of a social protocol that was set up by my parents, very much like most mm -hmm. Christians nowadays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had this kind of um, social balance whereby uh, your parents bring you to church, you sit there for an hour and a half, you sort of listen to what is being <laughs> said, but not really. Right. But anyway, I had... I had my eyes uh, set on a girl in the church, and she was actually uh, on fire for the ministry. 
Wow. And she had roped me into serving at the age of um, 15 in the young adult and the youth group. So I joined her and it all went uh, pretty well, but I never picked up a Bible a day in my life to read it. I was just doing all of the administrative work they told me to do. Right. Um, my parents then took us out of that church after we just got so sick and tired of hearing the issue of money uh, being brought up. This was very much a prosperity gospel, word of faith type of narrative. Um, we then left that church, and then at the age of 16, we ended up in a very, very popular, what is today at least, a very popular uh, seeker-sensitive, new emergent type of vibe church known as Rivers Church. Uh, you guys can Google it and check it out. And that church really made you feel like family. They really made you feel at home. One of their slogans was, this is home. And you definitely felt that. So I attended that church for the next three, four years. Um, I was employed by them in the last two years of my fellowshipping with them. And uh, I was employed as firstly a young adult intern and then a uh, youth group leader and a teacher. And it was <laughs> the most interesting experience when I became a teacher there. They said, Carl, if you're going to teach, you better know your Bible. You better start reading your Bible. <laughs> Like, okay, it's weird you didn't tell me that the first time around, but okay. <laughs> so I started reading my Bible, um, started paying close attention to what the Lord was saying through his word. And lo and behold, after further study of his word and then listening to the Sunday sermon that would roll around, I started noticing some inconsistencies between that which was being preached mm -hmm. and that which I was reading. And in staff meetings, I would, you know, ask questions, be like, wait, hold on, guys, how can the Bible say this and you're saying this? And I constantly got the same line over and over again. Carl, don't question the spirit. Mm -hmm. Carl, don't grieve the spirit. Carl, I got <laughs> this from God himself. Mm. And I was like, okay. So for four to five months, I just went through that same sort of theme, hearing that same sort of answer, that same sort of reply. And I remember it as clear as day. It was October 14th in my second year on being uh, a staff member. And I asked a question regarding synergism and monogism. To me, as far as I read the Bible, it was very clear that it was a solo work of God to give faith to those whom he had decreed. And I brought this up, used Ephesians 2.8 and Romans 9 to demonstrate this point. And they disagreed with me, but didn't give me scripture in order to argue with that. So I finally had enough and God gave me a lot of brave juice. <laughs> and I said, wait, hold on. This does not make sense. What you're saying is that you have a fresh revelation from God. Yet this Bible, in accordance with 2 Timothy 3, 16 through to 17, all scripture is God-breathed. Mm -hmm. So then one of you is lying and it's not the Bible. <laughs> right, right. And you can imagine how well that went after that. <laughs> it, it didn't go well. I'm sure. So what happened for the next three weeks after that was... 
the staff would gossip about me um, to the congregants. Um, my authority as a teacher was undermined, and they eventually took my uh, teaching authority away from me. Um, I was given minimal responsibilities, was barely even treated as a staff member. No one would talk to me. And the things that they told the congregation was that uh, I was not aligning with the mission of the church. Mm. <laughs> so that was a very interesting uh, experience. And then uh, I decided under a great deal of prayer and counsel from uh, those whom I had trusted, uh, who were learned in the word, to resign and step away. Mm -hmm. I then was given the opportunity to study uh, my BTH, honors, masters, did all of it, and uh, came back. And um, yeah, there's a little bit more to that story, but uh, that's pretty much it. Nice, man. I appreciate you laying that groundwork. Um, and my listeners will automatically catch what I t said when it, when it comes to the similarities to my story, uh, you know, because uh, I went through that same you know, yeah. I guess same deal on staff and all of that good stuff. So definitely get that, man. And so you you alluded to what came next. Um, and, and I actually want you to, to to go there, man. So after you left this church, you uh, went and in, 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 as as the country folks in North Carolina say, went and learned something, went and learned, got learned. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the next steps, man? Um, what what happened after that in in in, in the course of events? Yeah, so um, I went and got learned, as you say. Yeah, man. <laughs> and um, came came back and was employed by uh, a Baptist church, and that was another interesting experience. Um, so within the few uh, within the first few months of employment there, uh, they brought up a doctrinal issue that needed to be, and I'm not kidding, voted on. Oh. And the doctrinal issue was, should homosexuality still be considered a sin? <laughs> wow. And um, this was a so-called Baptist church. Whew. And uh, unfortunately, I, knowing what the Bible said, protested this. Uh, I was the only one who was my age, in my age group, that mm -hmm. actually uh, protested this, and I did so on the basis of scripture as one or two. Right. And um, unfortunately, uh, my side, uh, which was pro-biblical, lost. Um, and the vote slanted something in the lines of 72% to remove that statement um, that homosexuality is a sin. So that was unfortunate, and along with that came my resignation. So <laughs> I, uh, I, had a, I had a bit of a rough time. Um, and then moving forward from there, I fellowshiped under a really great uh, pastor of Alathea Ministries here in South Africa. And they did a really great uh, job with me. They trained me to be a pastor. Mm. Uh, I was then called on as an elder, and I served as an elder for over a year. Uh, and unfortunately, the senior pastor at that time got, uh, had contracted throat cancer. Mm. Uh, and it, and it uh, obviously, he was unable to preach. And there was myself and another two elders. And to be honest with you, Duane, at no point did I even pray that I would get the position. Mm. Um, I was praying for the other two candidates to get it because uh, I thought my age would work against me there. Uh, then, lo and behold, two weeks later, um, I get the call to say, 
we're going to ask you to pastor the church. Wow. And, um, and, and that, was, that was that. And uh, I, I took on the church and changed the name. I, I've changed quite a few things. Um, even the congregation has changed quite a bit. I'm there was sure. a bit of division because of my <laughs> youth. Uh, all of the old people were like, no, he's too young. Let's go. <laughs> and um, the young people remained. Uh, and so the congregation, when I first took it on, was about 12 people. Mm. Uh, then we went into lockdown. Uh, when lockdown restrictions were slightly lifted, people returned. And then we found out that the congregation is about 50 people. Mm. Um, we had maintained our ministry uh, online. And then once we did that, more and more people uh, were interested in what was being said. But the phenomenal thing that I found was the amount of people that came in were young, number one. And number two, the reason why they came in is because they were tired of the prosperity, the charismatic, the word of faith doctrines. Right. To quote our good brother, Justin Peters, the COVID-19 pandemic completely wrecked the prophetic and the charismatic movement. For sure. Um, there was no leg that they can stand on. Nope. So all of the people that were in those churches got up, left, and um, they find themselves here uh, listening to reform preaching, the expository preaching of the word of God. And it has been of great benefit to them. Um, and we've seen God add to his church and uh, we praise God for that. That is amazing, man. No. And that, I mean, just the journey of that, man, because, you know, not going, going into that church, you didn't go there saying, Hey, I want to be the pastor. It's just, you know, God's yeah. sovereignty and the way things work. I mean, you know, definitely unfortunate for the loss of life, but um, it's just amazing how just all pieces, you know, work together. You know, how God just, he has a plan Amen. where we have no idea what is going on, you know? Um, so that, that's amazing. Yeah. And, um, and, and you're right, man, you, you mentioned our good friend, Justin, man, um, which I just, I watched that four hour, uh, uh, I'm gonna say documentary he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a YouTube, but but man, it was amazing. Uh, amazing job. You guys, if you hadn't seen it yet, I'll have make sure I have the link in the show notes. Uh Justin just pretty much um I call it commentary. He 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 did a commentary of 2020 and mm -hmm. how the false prophets were uh exposed and, and and turned on their head, man. So and I know in in your area that is you know, heavy in that area, prosperity gospel oh, yeah. and things like that. Um, and, and I know you mentioned, you know, people starting to come. Are you seeing a difference um, in that area? I know, you know, it takes a while, but are you seeing a difference in that, you know, people actually recognizing, you know, they were false or things like that? Are you seeing that kind of activity or, or is it pretty much the same as, as it always been? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely seeing um, an exodus Good. of majority of young people mm -hmm. uh, coming out of the charismatic church and into the reform because they've, they've been empirical about this. Yep. And that has been the greatest uh, key for them mm -hmm. in that COVID-19 proved so much for us. It proved our faith. Mm -hmm. uh, if we are in the reformed, it actually sort of, sort of tempered us mm. to handle the harsh reality of life um, because COVID-19 was the harshest reality we have faced in our uh, lifetime so far, yeah. or at least in my lifetime. As a whole. Yeah. So 
the young people on the end of the charismatic churches, they endured this and the things that they were told by uh, the pastors of that church is uh, pay your tithe and God will provide. Um, the more you give, the more you get. 2021 will be a year of restoration. You just wait. And then lo and behold, the way 2021 started. Right. <laughs> you yeah, find out that, 2020 was just the, uh, the credit, the pre-roll to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so amazing. it was, it was an absolute um, mess for the charismatic community. And these young people picked up on this. Nice. So they started looking and still started searching. And um, thank God that he forced us online because if it weren't for the online ministry, we would never have been found out. And these young people would be searching perhaps in uh, different areas that mm -hmm. may not be able to give them what they're searching for. So this was purely God's sovereignty. Right. Um, we have a congregation of people aged 18 through to 30. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a rare thing to have a church that young. Right. So I'm grateful to God for that. And we have definitely seen an exodus wow. of young people from the charismatic church. That has come with its challenges, uh, no lie. Sure. Um, mostly from their parents. Uh, <laughs> of because their parents have been seeped in this particular uh, culture and the way of doing things. Mm -hmm. But I think the greatest benefit um, for these young people was asking the simple question, why? Why do we believe what we believe? How did we come to believe it? Yep. And it is on that line of questioning that they were able to say, all right, I've been in this movement all my life because my parents brought me here, but what makes this right? Right. And, um, you know, we, obviously being a reformed church, we affirm sola scriptura. And they... Uh, upon coming in, they hear the gospel being proclaimed and uh, they hear expository teaching and it's solid to the word. So therefore, you have to measure everything else around you on the basis of what scripture says. And they found that when they measured their previous churches up to what scripture said, mm -hmm. there was a severe lack. There was no um, understanding of biblical inerrancy, uh, that scripture is the final authority, that the Bible resonates as wholly true. Right. So once they, uh, once God brought them to that realization, that exodus started to happen. And then one brought two, two brought more. Not that numbers is something to brag about, but when you do see young people earnestly seeking after God's For truth, sure. um, that is something to rejoice about. No, totally agree. Totally, totally agree, man. That is awesome. And so you kind of alluded to going online um, and uh, you you actually uh, been doing some some actually, I guess, conferences online. I, I know I watched uh, <laughs> one um, last week that you sent. Um, tell me a, a little bit about that. What inspired that and uh, let people know, you know, where they can find it and all of that. Sure. Thanks, man. Um, so I was. Uh, well, our church had, well, like you say, were forced online due to the lockdown. And um, when we put up our stuff on YouTube, we would often share the links and then certain new people would watch it. Turns out that a fellow who was a master seminary grad by the name of Scott Kemp, who is part of uh, this project, which I'll speak about a little bit later, 
uh, was watching and he reached out to me and um, he was performed as I was and he put me in contact with many other good performers and um, I asked if he would like to work together and just do an interview. Uh, it was his uh, bright idea to expand that a little bit more and bring in a few more people. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, he brought in another master's uh, seminary grad, uh, Dr. Des Venter. Mm -hmm. And then he brought one of his elders, uh, Dr. David Brown. And um, I was uh, joined by the three of them. And then I got a little bit cheeky and said, can we do you, are you in contact with anyone um, well-known by any chance? And then uh, the name Justin Peters came mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. And um, we managed to get Justin uh, on board. And then we got Conrad and Bearware. And then Justin put us in contact with uh, Virgil Walker and Jim Osborne. And uh, then from there, uh, Justin uh, said, why not Phil Johnson? <laughs> so at, uh, at that point, I was pretty close to fainting. Sure, excitement. sure. <laughs> and um, everyone said yes. It was an absolute beautiful thing um, to be involved with these men that I, well, whilst I was growing up in the Reformed, I always looked at their stuff on YouTube, read their books. Right. And... Um, yeah, they were huge inspirations to me. So to be working with them on this particular project was amazing. So the format itself was a Q&A, and um, it was a pre-recorded Q&A. And uh, the questions were drawn up from the followers of our Facebook page who had sent hundreds and hundreds of questions that wow. uh, needed to be answered. And um, I was going to do them all myself, but thank God for Scott Kemp and bringing some good friends along. Sure. And, um we were able to give each of them four questions. There were nine panel members, so there were, that was 36 questions wow. answered over the course of four Sundays. And um, the response has been really good for a very small YouTube channel. Um, and we've seen a lot of people come to the church uh, as a result of that, and we're grateful to God for it. Um, wow. it's, it's been such an excellent uh, project to be involved with. So uh, to, to find that... It is on the Reformers Bible Church YouTube channel, and it is called the Reformers Fellowship Q&A 2021. There are four sessions, so nice. um, featuring the big names of Justin Peters, Conrad and Bearware, uh, Paul Johnson, uh, Jim Osmond, Virgil Walker, and then, of course, some great local guys as well, Masters grads, uh, Scott Kemp, Des Fenter, David Brown, and then, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm there as well. <laughs> awesome, brother. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely, guys. We're going to have links to that in the show notes as well. Make sure you check that out. Uh, right here, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Women's Hope Podcast of the Masters University with Dr. Shelby Cullen and Kimberly Cummings. Join them as they bring hope and encouragement through 25 years of combined experience in biblical discipleship and counseling as ACBC counselors. Shelby and Kimberly provide biblical and practical wisdom by coming alongside women with the teaching and resources necessary to grow in the grace and the knowledge of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we're back in here with my brother Carl. Um, and on this side of the show, this is where I do the bar signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests. Justin's asked these, answered these questions. Conrad has answered these questions. Phil Johnson mm-hmm. has answered these questions. So it's your turn. You get to go on to the Mount Rushmore of people that's been on my show. So first, right. the signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, I'm super old-fashioned, but I'm really conservative. Um, so... Straight up, uh, I don't listen to secular music. Okay. Um, so that's, although when I did, it was only 80s music. Gotcha. Um, and it was very much Michael Bolton, um, <laughs> right. Brian I gotcha. Adams, Sting, that yep. type of vibe. But nowadays, it's just um, uh, City of Lights, mm-hmm. uh, Shane and Shane, mm-hmm. um, Sovereign Grace music. That's a good list. All right, next signature bar question is... What book or books are you currently reading? Uh, The Expository Genius of John Calvin by Stephen J. Lawson. Uh, Reform Dogmatics by Bavink. Uh, And um, Biblical Theology, uh, John MacArthur and Richard Mayhew. So those are the three books I'm reading, and of course, uh, the Bible. Nice. Those some heavy hitter books, man. Those some... <laughs> some 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 healthy books, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Highly recommended. Awesome, awesome. All right, last signature bar question is: What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Wow, uh, what podcast? Are, well, just thinking has been one of my favorites. Of, I think it's everybody's favorite. Yeah, yeah, um, and. And uh, also, I've been really enjoying uh, The Bar. I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> I know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, also Chasing Truth is uh, with yes. Grayson Presley. Um, that's been one of my favorites as well. I-, I love the simplicity with which they speak, breaking down doctrines that um, are quite complex in a very simple way that any one of any age from any walk of life can understand. Right. Um, I, I really love the work that they're doing over there. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal, man. That's a good list. Not just because I'm on it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, Charles, this was uh, definitely fun. Um, and I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, different time zones. Um, here in, in North Carolina, it's 1130 a.m. What time is it there? It is 6.30 p.m. over yep. here. Different, the whole different thing, man. So I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to, uh, you know, become your friend and partner with you, man. Can't wait to see all the many things that uh, that, that come out of uh, relationships, man. I just love that. Um, and so Absolutely. I always like to give my guests um, uh, opportunity to close out. Uh, any words of encouragement, anything you want to share, uh, you got the flow to do that right here. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother. So um, Reformers Bible Church will be starting their own podcast in June. Nice. And um, that's going to be great. And uh, our very own brother, Dwayne, will be on it. Yes, sir. So, um, (laughs) yeah, he is one of the many great guests that we got coming on. Um, So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. 
Uh, Reformers Bible Church release a brand new video on our YouTube channel twice a week. Um, at the time of recording, we are currently unraveling charismatic theology. Mm. Uh, that's a really important thing to watch because a lot of people in the charismatic movement have no idea of their history, who founded it, right. and how it came about. So mm -hmm. that's great as well. And of course, there's the Reformers Fellowship Q&A. That's going to be up there uh, forever. Um, so I would definitely recommend that you guys uh, have a watch of that, share it all over the place. And um, if you guys want more information about us, uh, feel free to visit reformersbiblechurch.org and uh, you'll get all you need to know about us from there. Awesome. Um, but otherwise, in terms of just a final exhortation, uh, we're living in a generation where God's goodness is being revealed to us in ways that we did not see previously in that he has kept those who are his safe. Mm -hmm. um, he has delivered us out of um, a situation that the world will see as life ending. But for us as Christians, uh, the end of life is only the beginning of another. That's right. And uh, we praise God for that reality. We um, praise God for everything that he has done, everything that he is doing and everything that he is going to do. And, um, you know, uh, it's it's just been such a privilege to be with you, Duane. Um, wish you nothing but the best, keeping you in prayer, uh, your family, your friends, and everyone who comes into contact with you. Um, God bless you and the ministry that you're doing. Amen, so, uh, folks, um, for everyone that's listening, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Love God, uh, love one another. And read your Bibles. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that, sir. Appreciate the closeout. That was that was fantastic, man. Thanks, to man. the bar listeners, make sure you check out your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Go to the barpodcast.com. Pick you up some bar gear. Go to the bargear.com and check out all the shows on the bar podcast network by going to the bar.network. Until next time, you guys, God bless. We are out. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.